Well, speaking of, do you want to get started right into it? Hunter, do you want to roll the intro? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get it. Um, welcome, guys, to the third College Crypto Podcast. My name is Hunter, and joining me are my two fellow podcast co-hosts, Eamon and Yulan, as well as a special guest, Dean. What's good, fellas? How are you today? Sick, that's sick. So, pretty much, like, as I said before we started shooting, feeling like a Neanderthal, so a bit more casual today. Uh, we're talking NFTs. We've been... The reason why this podcast hasn't came out, come out for a while is we've just been trading NFTs nonstop. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, and I think when Hunter says trading NFTs, we should probably clarify what we mean because I feel like trading is probably a bit too you know, <laughs> formal. Uh, Elan, do you want to maybe discuss what we mean by trading NFTs? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's a mix between investing and trading. Um, we we buy the NFTs, we, we find, find good projects, find them early. Some, some we sell, some we keep, kind of a mix of things. But it's, it's, a really, it's, it's been a really crazy few days. Yeah, totally understand why, why uh, you feel like a Neanderthal right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so our tagline for the past week has been Kong see Kong buy, which is literally like every single NFT project we see that looks nice, we buy it. Why? Because we think it'll get hype. And then if it gets hype, then we sell it at the hype. That's the idea. Um, it looks like Hunter, he's been, uh, he's caught a few pretty good ones. So impressive. Yeah, I've, gotten, I've gotten all the good ones. Don't hold back on that one. Don't hold back. Yeah, on okay. That all one. the good ones. I, I've just been like doing whatever Hunter does and uh, we'll see if it works, but uh, I'll update you next week. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. So maybe uh, we've got Dean here. Um, Dean, you're obviously interested in a bit of investing. We've been uh, kind of shit posting a lot of what we've been doing into the college crypto uh, messenger chat. Half of it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, we've been very vague and yeah like what's good what 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 have you been up to like i don't know so so i I like i know first of all i've been in this this chat for so long and i had the notifications off for a long time but thought yeah you know what uh i probably want to start putting some money in uh i just had a lot of money just lying around my bank account doing nothing uh, so I was like, all right, let's hit up this college crypto chat and see what's up. And as soon as I open it, last time you guys were talking about, like, probably still talking about shares. And now I open it now. It's just all you guys are talking about NFT and Kongs and whatever. I just got yeah. so lost last, like two nights ago. Had no idea what was happening. So I, I sent Noah a message. Uh, he's also one of my mates. And yeah, it sort of explained to me everything and it sort of got me really interested. I'd like to learn more. Yeah. What in particular got you interested? Like what made you think, oh, I should probably actually look into this. This isn't a scam. It's not a pyramid scheme. Like what made you really interested? Yeah, well, I guess, I guess like a lot of the people that I'm around with, a lot of my mates, everyone going to investing around year 12 and year 11. And uh, I never got into that, mainly because I didn't really have money during high school to be <laughs> straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, everyone around me was just investing a lot. Um, and it just was working out for them. And then now I'm in a place where I've just got money lying around the bank account. And so I sort of want to, yeah, do something with it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think probably before we go too far, I should probably explain slightly what NFTs are because uh, I feel like a lot of us will be slightly confused. Um, I think the first thing that's really worthwhile pointing out is that NFT is literally what it stands for. It's just non-fungible token, which really just means something that can't be swapped for another. Like you can't get a child and swap it for another. Like they're not worth the same. Um, not yeah. that I'm a child trafficker. Not that I got experience, but I, <laughs> you know. But like, for example, like if I get, I don't know, a, a, a plate of pasta, I can't exchange it with another, but I can 
like get, I don't know, a dollar bill or change it for yours. And it's the exact same thing. Like it doesn't matter what, what it is. But two artwork, two art pieces aren't fungible. So that's where non-fungible token comes in. So I thought yeah, that'd sure. be worthwhile and explaining. Like, it's that it's and as a token, it's that digitization. Like we talked about Ethereum um, last podcast and yeah, it's just like, it's on that basis. Uh, it, there's huge platforms now. It's an avenue for creators. Uh, and yeah, I, Yulan, maybe you want to go into a bit of the applications. Yeah. I mean, fungible just means like Eamon alluded to being able to exchange with something else. So for example, like money is fungible. But most things in the world aren't fungible in the sense that they're unique in some way. So for example, yeah, people are unique. You can't just interchange one person with another. Um, art is unique. So like the original Picasso painting is never the same as, as like some copy of it. Real estate is, is, is non-fungible. Contracts are non-fungible. Like a lot of things are non-fungible in the world. Um, and before NFTs, there wasn't a way to uh, securely and faithfully represent them on the internet. So there was no way to like um, buy a piece of art over the internet in, in a way that really made sense for the internet. Um, it, like it was really easy to copy. And yeah, the, the NFT revolution basically changed all of that. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty big topic. And I, I thought I'd, I'd let Dean kind of ask away at the questions that come yeah. to your mind. Um, yeah, I actually do have a question. Um, so with NFTs, I heard that some of them actually have some utility outside of being just network. And I heard Noah last night, he was somehow gambling using his NFT on a Discord server. And then I hear there's like games that you could buy NFTs for. Uh, what's the go with that? Yeah, so there's a lot of different uses um, beyond art. So like the, the, the use case that NFTs are most famous for is art. So like being able to represent art on the internet um, and show proper ownership of that piece of art has been uh, really revolutionary. So for example, there was a photographer who previously had all, all her photographs basically copied and shared on the internet without her permission. And she was just constantly trying to like sue these people to try, try to like, you know, stop steal, stealing my intellectual property, right? Um, but eventually with the NFT, she, she just decided to, to mint an NFT to turn that famous photograph into an NFT. And then that got sold for $170,000. And, and the irony of that was, sure, you could just copy and paste it, like right-click save, right? But with an NFT, because it's showing a record of ownership on the blockchain and authenticating that, basically this very famous photograph was now um, like the, the true version was now belonging to this one person. And that suddenly made it very valuable because this, this photograph was so famous that, that now it had value, uh, yeah. which I thought was kind of ironic. And on top of that, like in terms of the whole like art spiel, um, if that artwork was to sell again, she would then get recommit, she would get recommissioned, right? She would get secondary sales fees. Like, and so not only is, you know, she she getting credibility for her art and you know it's proof of authenticity and twitter is working on this proof of authenticity and you can see that on their platform that okay this is on the ethereum blockchain like for your profile picture etc but also it's like secondary sales direct monetization artists make money right yeah that's right so what, one of the really cool things about nfts is that you know they're based on code 
And so you can program different functions into it. So for example, you can say 2.5% of every transaction of this NFT goes back to the original owner. So Dean, imagine if you were a creator, you're an artist, you designed this thing, this, um, I don't know, this piece of art, and, but you're not famous yet. This is your first piece of art and you sell it for hundred bucks. Now, 10 years later, you're like the next Picasso and your artwork is now selling for a million dollars, but you don't get any of that back. Only the last owner reaps the profit of, the, of your work. And so that kind of model has never been very fair to artists. Whereas with an NFT, uh, like a, a, a portion of that million dollars will go back to you. So you'll get like a constant stream of revenue every time your artwork is being sold. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just art. I want to go beyond art because I think that's that's um, more relevant to a lot of people. Let's talk gaming then. That's that's exciting. Yeah. That's what got yeah. us under this. You know, there's a. Um, I think we should start off with Axie Infinity because that's where you know that's how we got from from crypto. So we were in. I was in investing in May, then I went into crypto, or then I went investing. to Axie. <laughs> yeah, and then I went to Axie, and then I went to NFTs, and now I'm flipping NFTs, and I've deferred from uni. So, like, is that official? Is that officially it's, deferred? It's official. It's 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 confirmed. It's confirmed. I'm gonna make an Insta post saying, you know, That's I deferred cool. from you to straight JPEGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's right. crazy, it's crazy. But um, no, pretty much Axie Infinity. That's how that was the crypto to to gaming to NFT step. And I think I'll explain it a little bit. But Yulan really is the mastermind on this beautiful piece. He did the research and he reaped some fucking rewards for that. Like far out like that that's crazy um and so it's it's kind of i would i would describe it as a pokemon like game and to get into this pokemon like game so you're battling these creatures and these creatures have different moves they attack and you know you've got you've got hp you've got health points and you're trying to beat you know the other guy's team or you know the uh the the you know the the team that's there and maybe it's not a person maybe it's just like a computer right and when you beat that team, you get paid money and that money can be redeemed for real life cash. And so it's a play to earn model. And so you're battling your creature and you're actually earning real life income. It's a gamer's dream. Like, I wish I had that when I spent, I don't know, like two years of my life having a Minecraft addiction. Like I'd be a millionaire now if I, if I, <laughs> if I was that in, in a play to earn game. And so pretty much to join this game you have to buy an nft and that nft has a baseline cost so i think right now correct me if i'm wrong it's about 500 usd per axie and you need a team of three to play and so the axie takes a cut of these nfts being sold and they're able to take like a five percent royalty as we're talking about etc and rather than fortnite which takes a hundred percent royalty on their fortnite skins being sold they're able to funnel that 95% back into the Axie ecosystem, which is able to fund, you know, the play to earn model. And so it's, it's this really interesting dynamic and Yulan, feel free to add whatever you want. I, you know, more than me. Go ahead. Yeah. I might pop in and just say like, I think it'd be really interesting as well. If we go back to like the Pokemon Axie example, is that realistically you start off with like a, the cheapest NFT you can bet you can get, you just get 500 bucks, which is already a lot, but you just get that. And then you just grind out a kind of like in Pokemon, you go from like level one to level 99. And then once you're at that level, of course, you can sell it for much, much more because Money, no one baby. can be asked. Like all these rich people, they can't be asked to like play games for five months to, like, to actually get a level 99 Pokemon. So something you can sell it. And the only reason why you can sell it is because it's truly yours. It's not owned by Axie. It's like, I like a Pokemon where it's owned by Pokemon. And, like you just have it in your wallet. Like you can't, you can't transfer your Pokemon to someone else. 
but with Axie, you can because you actually own it yourself. It's like skins. You don't actually own a two-way exchange, like, right? It's two-way. Exactly. You know, it's not just a one-way, exactly. you know, Fortnite, you can take all my V-Bucks. I get a cool banana skin, whatever. It's, yeah. it's now I can sell that banana skin bad boy because it's a rare collectible and I lucked out and make some more money. Dean, I just want to ask, uh, have you, what sort of games have you played in the past? What's your favorite? Uh, well, I've grown up around Xbox, so I did have my Minecraft phase actually a while. Uh, I play a lot of like Assassin's Creed, GTA, so pretty simple stuff. But yeah, I do have a Pokemon phase as well. So not FIFA? No, I didn't play FIFA. Oh, but I did play NBA 2K for a long time. Um, can I can I ban it from this call? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Eli, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, in in the original, like the traditional gaming model, right, and and the, the model we've all grown up with, we kind of put money into the game. Um, some some might be like in the past we had, we had like buy-ins, but now there's a lot of freemium ones. Um, but basically, you you put your money and you put some effort into the game. Um, you know, you create your Minecraft world, you get like items in GTA and all of that. But all of that kind of just lives in the game and is controlled by the company that makes the game. So if one day, like, you know, the owners, the company behind Minecraft, uh, which is Microsoft. Mojang, like, Mojang. Is, yeah. yeah. Mo- Mo- Mojang, I think, got acquired by Microsoft. Um, oh, true, true, true. But if one day they decide to shut down the game, then that's that's the end of all the you know your virtual world that you created and all the items you know all the like countless hours you put into it um basically with nfts because nfts uh, are built on the blockchain which provide a record of ownership you're able a game is now able to give you ownership of the things that you like create or earn in the game um so for example imagine you know that you can get items in gta and each of those items was an nft and then you could sell that to other players as an nft and of course like you know players you want to buy that stuff you want to customize your your character like the golden minigun that was the big one like the the golden (laughs) minigun or something you'd have to be like the high level yeah yeah exactly so you can you can basically build these marketplaces uh in nft land and you have like real ownership of those assets so for example in this scenario if the game developer decides to shut down the game the people who like the players could basically build up a new version of that game or replicate it and then they own they still own all of the things they had so in this case it's real ownership it's not under the custody or the imaginary custody of of this of this company um and then and then imagine if you could like go across games like imagine if like i don't know you're playing driver san francisco and you unlock this awesome car and then if, I don't know, they're owned by the same company, that same car that you manage to collect and own in Driver San Francisco, you can then use in GTA. And then you can also use that in, I don't know, maybe in Pokemon, they have the special feature where you can drive with your Pokemon. I don't know. You, Bro, you imagine that pulling same up car. to GTA in your mine car, you know? You fucking pull up in, you're like, look at this, boys. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of cross-compatibility that's yes. really exciting beyond that play-to-earn model. Um, and so pretty much like, Axie Infinity, with that, like, obviously, we don't need to go back much into too much detail. Like, you can Google Axie Infinity on your own. It's pretty sick. It's a good project. We're all invested in it. But it's that, it's the big boy. It's the big player right now in the space. And I think it got a $150 million B series uh, yesterday, like uh, valuation, uh, you know, funding. funding. And so that valued it at um, $3 billion. 
and it's doing more more numbers and more volume than Etsy and it's coming up on eBay. Like it's I think it's the most lucrative it's the 11th most lucrative re- website um by volume in the world. And so what what's really interesting to me is that this is the equivalent of Pong in the video game space. You know, like the very first big NFT video game Pong it hit the streets, you know, everyone and their nan wanted to buy and play this game where it's just like cubes hitting and this is the revolutionary moment and i think actually was the game that really is going to light the fire you know under the ass or whatever the expression is and so if you if you have actually now turning over numbers that are more almost more than ebay and you've got it's a three dollar three billion dollar market cap and it's like the first nft game what happens when the Minecraft or, you know, like the Metal Gear or like the GTA of NFT comes out? And it's like, you know, instead of playing, you know, Black Ops 2, I'm able to play the NFT equivalent of Black Ops 2 and I can kill zombies and I can actually earn money. And so that is the space we're moving towards. You know, NFTs actively trading. The statistic I last saw, it was about 400,000. Um, I think 400 to 300,000 people actively trading NFTs. There's 1.4 billion people playing video games and there's 4.5 billion people using the internet like the numbers add up to like the reason why i'm trading nfts and i'm so so into it is because the innovation wave that's about to hit the market like the sec is the sec which is like the big american regulator are now getting chill with crypto you know twitter verifications coming tiktok's making their own nfts instagram's moving to verification the opportunity that we're about to come across like even in just like in gaming but even in crypto in general is about to boggle some fucking minds like my neanderthal brain if if that can comprehend that like oh my god like neanderthal brain and hunter's got like four hours sleep in the past week but dean i see that you seem a little disgruntled so what's probably one thing like what's keeping you back from like just going all into this right here right now like what's what's on your mind what makes you think this is a pyramid scheme like what's going through your head right now yeah, so you know how with Pong, obviously, it blew up, but then it got to a point where it sort of just, no one stopped, like, everyone just stopped playing. Uh, and so I understand that what Axie Infinity may be is, like, I guess that it could be pivotal for this whole industry of NFT-based games. But when you invest into NFTs, is it about finding the next project? or Because what's the point of holding on to Axie Infinity if, you know, it's already had its blow up and there's and only yeah, so think, many people who I, are into this thing, right? I think um, I think what the main point that I'm trying to make is that it was Pong in the sense of introduction into the new scape. And so Pong introduced a lot of people into the world of video games and that led to more innovation of more video games being made. I think Axie Infinity is the equivalent in that sense, but it's because we're, it's, we're no longer in the 1980s and you know, companies are able to innovate super fast. It's, it's it's sort of like, that's how I would equate it. Like, sure, I think it was a little bit of a bad analogy or description on my part, but in terms of that introduction piece, um, in terms of making mainstream adoption and like, you know, getting gamers to NFTs to earn money, that's where Axie really sits. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Axie story is a really interesting one. Um, it really only got started, what, like the, the game was first being built in 2018 um and then the like first test version of that came out like in 2019 uh, but it really only got 
market traction last year. So by market traction, I mean uh, like the user growth was just exploding. Uh, and I'll give you some numbers. I'll, I'll tell you how much it's exploded. So it's at the end of last year, uh, Q4 2020, um, it made $600,000 in, in revenue. In Q1 2021, it made $1 million. In Q2 2021, it made $15.9 million. And in the third quarter, it made $781 million. Well, even my Neanderthal break, I'm saying that is some big growth. That's <laughs> money. That, That's the latest quarter increased revenue by 48 times on the quarter. So in, within three months. Um, so more than Tesla. Yeah, yeah, a bit more than Tesla. <laughs> so then what's the potential of that though? Is Because, you know, like there's not that many people in general who are like trading NFTs at the moment. Surely you're going to reach a point where you've maxed out all the people in the market. So how do you know uh, so, what the expansion um, capabilities of it are? So, so this, this isn't um, from, this revenue isn't from trading NFTs. So this is, these are um, basically people who are playing the game. Um, yeah. So the, the people who, who are playing Axie Infinity went from about 30,000 last year to one, over 1. 1.5 million this year. Um, a big part of that's in developing nations. Because, um, well, basically, that's that's where uh, COVID hit. COVID hit them the hardest. Yeah, COVID hit very hard, and all these people at home were basically suddenly found this like play to earn model um, and got into that. The Philippines unemployment rate was something like sixty percent or some crazy godly. Don't quote me. I don't do economics. I don't really care. But pretty much, it was like some ungodly number, and so. Axie Infinity is a Vietnamese, it's built by Sky Mavis, which is a Vietnamese country, uh, company and it started in Vietnam. And so it's spread to the Philippines and in Vietnam and pretty much like, I, I, it was like unbelievable because they were making about $40 USD a week um, on Axie doing those numbers around that time, like when COVID hit. And there was 80-year-olds playing it, there was 12-year-olds playing it and that was like their income. Like it's a really humble, unbelievable story. I think as well, like Dean, I think that you're kind of thinking, is, which is completely fair, is that you need to go NFT first and then go into Axie. What Axie is trying to do is that actually, if you're a gamer, it'll just be like any single other game. Kind of think Clash of Clans, you get rewarded with gems after like, I don't know, you do some special challenges. In this, in Axie, just get it rewarded in the Axie token. So it feels the exact same, same as an actual gamer itself. So it's like in Pokemon, it's like, it looks the exact same, same. It's just that you now have this added capability. So if the game's good, people eventually gravitate towards the game, even if you don't have NFTs or like even, sorry, even if you don't use trade or flip NFTs, like even without knowing, like there's now users that actually don't even know they're using crypto and using NFTs within the game, which is really interesting. Yeah, awesome. Well, and I also actually have one more question. When you say that it's a play to win sort of model, is there any loss involved when you play the game? Because when you buy in, like let's say let's say if you bought an NFT to use in the game, uh, what's like what's the potential loss in that? Is it if you perform bad in the game, it doesn't matter, right? And no, so pretty much the only like so let's let's do it an example. I buy an Axie for five hundred dollars USD, right? And that's I I don't I that was the price the last time I checked. It's just like the baseline that I use. Ninety five percent of the revenue goes into as we know, the play to earn model and 5% of the revenue goes to the company itself. 
once I buy that Axie, that Axie has certain traits and certain features to it that makes it have different like stat points, you know, stamina, HP, attack, etc. And so I'm buying, it's like Axies can be more than $500. Like there's some worth hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars at this point, USD. And these, these maybe not a million, but close, like 600,000. And pretty much these Axies have different perks that have better capabilities within the game and as for example, if I have something called a Mystic Axie, treated as like a legendary Pokemon, when I'm battling that, I'm able to get rare parts, which are NFTs, which I'm able to resell into the market. So people with lesser Axies can use those parts to upgrade their Axies. And so pretty much it's that cycle of, okay, I could buy this really rare one and I could get these NFTs and I could sell them down to the lower ends of the, the cycle, but also I could buy this, you know, this $500 Axie and I could slowly upgrade it with parts, like Eamon was saying, leveling up your Pokemon. And so I'm using this the token, which is that it, that I earned, which is um, the Smooth Love Potion. So it's that's just the name of the token. And I can exchange that for USD or the Axie Dollar, um, which is AXS. And I can use that to slowly progressively upgrade. And so my skills are getting better and my Axies are getting better. And so what happens is that eventually your $500 initial investment into a baseline Axie you actually could be worth $20,000 USD. And so the market, and that determines by the effectiveness of the Axie in the market, the rarity of the parts, as well as not really an Axie, but also aesthetics. And so you're able to upgrade your funds, not only by play to earn model, but also in a collector's sense and also in a utility sense of the Axie itself. Yeah. And after all, Dean, I also think if we look at it from a negative perspective, like picture you buy, I don't know, like NBA, um, whatever you do, like the collection, like the FIFA packs, right? So it only works, like you only do it if you think that you'd be able to flex on other people. Like there's no point buying like a huge golden pack if there's no one else playing because then it's pretty sad. You're just showing it to yourself and you're just wasting money. So the same with Axies, like if you spend all this money in Axie and then no one plays it, there's going to be no one to resell it to. So that's the only risk. So you're kind of counting on the fact that the game is either addictive or it's going to keep improving or the fact that it's like actually going to attract more and more people. So if no one plays the game after you buy it, then you're stuffed. Like that's probably from what I can think of, probably the only time we'd be able to lose. And that's, and that's what the developers are working on. That's their main issue to solve. You know, how do we get more players to keep this ecosystem running? You know, if, without more people buying in, without people wanting Axie, the entire sort of economic model of what Axie is falls apart. You know? So it incentivizes both the creator of the game to improve the game, because that way they actually get more people using the game. But you also incentivize the players of the game because if more people play it, then more people will want their Axie. So their Axie is going to be worth more if they get more people playing it. So it's really interesting because both of, yeah, their ideas are aligned. Like they both want the game to do well, which has never happened before. Like sure you have it in like um, multiplayer games, like where it's a more fun game. It's like everyone plays like a Scriblio. Why did everyone like it? Because like the whole world was playing for like the span of three weeks and then it went dead. Like it's the same thing here. All right, Dean, we just unloaded a ton of info on you, but that's kind of just yeah. touching the surface uh, of NFTs. I'm sure you have lots of questions, uh, but yeah, that's, that's Axie Infinity. That's gaming. It's huge. Yeah. What else do you want to know? What, what else are you interested in? Yeah. I, I find it really cool how this is sort of like the new pathway for gaming in the gaming industry. Um, if we backtrack a little bit though, um, just with the basic NFT, let's say an Axie, uh, you mentioned that you can mint it, right? I think Yulan mentioned about how this lady, she put her art in and then she minted it. So what does that mean when you mint an NFT? Well, Axie is, uh, well, 
they're kind of bred. So you can get in the game, you can get two two axes and then you, you give them some smooth love potion and a bit of AXS and some of the currency. And then it produces a new axie. Um, yeah. And minting is just like minting a coin. So it's, it's basically creating something and then putting that on the blockchain. Yeah, um, awesome. And actually that's, that's why, um, that's how the economy sort of works. So getting the economy right in gaming is really, really interesting. And I'll explain why. So like when you play the game, you get rewarded in SLP. SLP stands for Smooth Love Potion. Um, and then you can sell it on the market. But why, why would anyone buy it? Well, people, people buy it so they can breed, breed axes and they can like buy various items in the game. So it becomes kind of a, a self-enclosed economy where people get rewarded SLP for winning a battle. Um, but then people will also want SLP to buy various items and to breed axes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Just yeah, being able to learn about how like these NFTs are using. <laughs> like it's, it feels so weird because I've really only heard of NFTs this year. I, I get that they've been around for a bit longer, but it's same so bro, weird same, how they've already same, come same. to this whole game thing. And I'm just like, how did you get from, yeah, we're doing art and then all of a sudden you're making love potion and cyber kongs and, and like it's just gone insane what NFTs are doing. Um, what do you guys think? Like where's NFT headed for the future? What, what potential does it have? Yeah, so. Elon. Yeah, Elon, take it away. Yeah, so, so we've got art, we've got gaming, but basically NFTs can be used for anything where we want to represent unique things on the internet. Um, so for example, we could represent like a, a contract on the internet. Um, you can represent real estate as an NFT as basically uh, tokenizing real estate. So for example, I could buy a house, um, buy the NFT of the house, and then uh, like a hundred people could buy it buy that nft and then the rent could be routed to all 100 people simultaneously over the blockchain um tickets so for example next time you go to a concert you might buy the ticket as an nft so it might have a little artwork on it and it sits in your your wallet and if you decide you don't you can't make the date then you can sell that nft on a on a secondary market uh, maybe like OpenSea. So that's something that was really, really hard to do in the past because normally when you buy a ticket, right, you go to the ticketing organization, you put in your contact details and they email you something. Um, it's, really, really, it's really hard to then go and try to sell that to somebody else because it's got your name on it and all of that. Usually you end up having to give it to a family, friends, or um, just basically wasting your money if you can't make that day. Um, so that's really, that's really useful. And then you can also like program in the, uh, secondary revenue so like from the event organizers point of view you, you'll get more people who will buy it because they're not worried they, they'll miss the date and then any kind of secondary sales that are made kind of increase the publicity for the event organizers and also increase their revenue 100 so i think like what it really really gets back to if we see like big pitch like recapping what on earth nfts are it's the fact that they're on the blockchain so they're fully transparent like everyone can see every single nft i've ever owned all the 50 million ones that Hunter has ever owned and every single one that Elan Will has and already has ever owned. So like you can see all of that 
fully on the blockchain, you can see the contract. So like you can see, and everyone can see the contract. And it's not disputable. Like you can't say, oh yeah, rent was 250 when you told me it was 200, right? Because it's fully on the blockchain. And you can't change it once it's there. So I think that's really the biggest thing is like anything that you want to contract with or anything that's like individual and unique and you want to prove that it's unique. Like, I don't know, like a funky Rolex, like you want to prove that it's unique. It will yeah, have perfect. a possibility with NFTs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So authentication is another one. I mean, there, there are just so many uses. I have to kind of just rattle them all, all off. Um, yeah. So yeah, we might cover them all another time. So Dean, do you have any particular final questions that you wanted to you wanted to go through real fast? No, I think that was I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I definitely have a much better understanding of NFTs. Uh, obviously, the more I look into it, though, the more things will get confusing. So I have to come back to you guys on that. I, I just want to put out there like. Uh... Four days ago, I minted an NFT of Miranda. She's probably listening on the on the Solana blockchain. It was pretty cool. So it's definitely accessible. It's definitely easy to do. Uh, with her consent? Is it allowed? With her consent. With her consent. With her consent. With her consent. Yeah. But anyways, guys, I think this has been a great conversation. We've covered a lot of really interesting topics. Obviously, we've been busy trading NFTs ourselves, but more NFT, uh, you know, podcasts coming, more things crypto and yeah this in a casual format i hope you guys enjoyed i really want to thank dean for uh coming on and asking some questions and you know just getting get on the podcast we love you dean and yeah that's that's pretty much it um if you have any feedback for the podcast let us know and yeah i hope you have a great day